Coming up on this edition of Out of the Blue from Middle Tennessee State University, we welcome the Southeastern Young Adult Book Festival. We check in on a class that's unearthing history near a Civil War fort. And we're gearing up for Nashville Fashion Week, another great partnership providing ready-to-work experience. I'm Andrew Oppmann, and this is Out of the Blue. MTSU once again is looking forward to the Southeastern Young Adult Book Festival, better known as SIA. It is one of the most popular annual events on our campus. SIA comes back to campus March 12th through the 14th. It's its fifth year here at MTSU, and again, it will focus on connecting young people with real authors, building excitement around literacy. Joining me today to talk about SIA is Professor Frank Lampert of the College of Education and Adjunct Professor Barbara Colley from the College of Liberal Arts. Welcome to Out of the Blue. Thank Hi. you. Thanks for having us. You know, it, it's fun to start a program with SIA, but hey, <laughs> uh, uh, what a great festival. And I'm talking to one of the co-founders. So why did this festival start? So about six years ago, some library colleagues of mine and I went to a young adult book festival in Charleston, South Carolina called Y'all Fest. Eight hours in the car on the way back, we kept saying, why don't we have one of those here? And then the conversation sort of turned into, wait, who better to make that happen here than a bunch of librarians? So Sia was born. Mm. And you're one of our grads, right? Yes. You attended MTSU. I did. I graduated in 94 with um, a bachelor's degree in English and in 2004 with a master's degree in English as well. So, you know, no good idea goes unpunished. No good deed goes unpunished. So you have this great inspiration. You say, we're going to bring this to uh, Murfreesboro. We're going to bring it to MTSU. What was your next move after that? We reached out to some people in the College of Education, and that's how we partnered with Dr. Lambert. And here we go, doctor. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we were talking about this before the show. Somebody's got to sign the form and reserve the space, and that, exactly. that would be you. Talk yes. about your role as the, the liaison for the university on this project. The first year that I served as faculty liaison was in uh, for the 2017 offering of the SIA Book Festival. Uh, my predecessor, uh, Kathy Boudreaux-Henry, who was the uh, first program coordinator for the Master of Library Science program. She was kind of gearing up towards retirement. So she thought, what a better task to give a new faculty member <laughs> than uh, to serve as faculty, li faculty liaison. You missed one meeting. I know, yeah. exactly. exactly. And I, I had just started at MTSU in August of 2016. So I was also trying to get my teaching up and running my research, et cetera. Uh, but then she presented me with this, you know, uh, I was volunteered for this task, uh, but it's one that I've really enjoyed tremendously. I think it really reinforces a lot of what we do in the College of Education in all sorts of different departments. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a natural partnership, really, to be honest. Well, describe the scene for me. I've been to it. It's so much fun. And it, so it's, we're talking about three days. There's two days and then there's sort of a big open day. So let's talk about the two days first. What happens during those? We have student groups from all over the state and outside the state who bring students in field trip style. And we have 47 authors this year. Uh, we'll have them in panels and we'll group them by middle and high school. And middle school students will hear authors of books that they know and love and high school students will hear authors that they are familiar with. We'll have over 3,000 students from all over the state of Tennessee and beyond on campus those two days, all excited about reading and literacy. Wow, the excitement and enthusiasm you see from those kids. 
I mean, that, Frank, that's got to be uh, one of the passions when the College of Education looks at that and sees that engagement in, in a child about reading, about mm -hmm. books, and connecting with authors. That's, oh, that's yeah. the big reason why, right? Absolutely. I mean, especially since uh, kids these days are so focused on their digital devices, as are adults, to be honest with you. Uh, it is nice to kind of be able to bring kids back to uh, things that I enjoyed as a child, which mm -hmm. was opening up a book and just reading it just for pure pleasure, not because I had to for a school assignment or anything like that. Again, it's a perfect partnership uh, between the College of Education and SIA, and it's also great for the university. It's a great way to put our best foot forward uh, because these mm -hmm. are, yeah, that's 3,000 potential new students uh, that MTSU could perhaps be accommodating, hopefully in the near future. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, that's why we're so excited about this. So mm -hmm. those are the two first days, and then there's a, a third day. Right. So let's talk about that day. Saturday, March 14th is the community day, and we start out that morning with free writing workshops. They, um, people who are interested only have to sign up online at the SIA Book Fest website. So that starts the first part of the morning, and then we have four different sessions at 10, 11, 12, and one o'clock, and people can come and hear authors, and. If anybody is familiar with something like Comic-Con, this is very similar in the structure. It's just that this is around books, young adult books. And uh, the children can also get their books signed, can't they yes. autograph by yes. their favorite authors? Yes. So they uh, typically, um, authors are set up in the bookstore and uh, students, children, whomever line up and they can get their books autographed uh, while, while here, while their authors are here as well. So uh, you, you mentioned we've got some, some pretty prominent authors that are on the circuit these days. Talk to me about uh, the selection of how do you bring these authors and these books to campus. That's got to take some time, right? I mean, yes. you've got to review all these materials. Yes. We start with our executive board and our working board, and we take suggestions from the community, and we look at authors who have books published in 2019 or 2020, so recent publications. So Professor, give me, a, Frank, give me a, a sense of why festivals like this matter. I know it's fun and it's great exposure for the university, but what's the overarching big priority about this? We met the ties to literacy, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, definitely, I think the promotion of literacy is um, perhaps the most prominent um, example of why these festivals should be running. Um, and of course, tying it into education in general uh, is also very strong. Uh, I think too, um, it's also a way of getting students to connect with heroes that they might not mm -hmm. necessarily connect with. To meet the person who's behind the creative process to actually develop those fictional heroes, I think is huge uh, for these children. Mm -hmm. uh, and it really helps connect them, I think, better to literature and perhaps might even uh, drive their own passions to do more writing, uh, not only in school, but perhaps after school or in their free time. I, I couldn't agree more. We've got a little bit of time. I want to reinforce the big points. Mm -hmm. March 12, 13, 14, correct? Yes. The 12th and the 13th are school days, mm -hmm. so the schools are handling uh, right. those, those connections. Mm -hmm. But the 14th is the community day. Yes, it's free, open to the public. We invite anybody in the MTSU community or the community at large to come out. There's no registration required. Mm -hmm. Our schedule is available at seabookfest.com. There you go, there's a URL. One more time. <laughs> seabookfest, S-E-Y-A, bookfest.com. Okay, both of you, thank you for a fantastic event. And we're so looking forward to, to having all these great kids on our campus again. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely, thank you very much. We'll be right back. 
your MTSU Alumni Association has a goal of placing this pin on the lapel of all those who call this campus theirs. Let's pass that tradition on. Let's pass it on. Don't underestimate me. Don't count me out. Don't limit my potential. Don't block my runway. We are Middle Tennessee State University. I exceed expectations. I work harder than the rest. I set the tone. I still serve with honor. I go the distance. I am True Blue. I am True Blue. As a member of this diverse community, I am a valuable contributor to its progress and its success. I am engaged in the life of this community. I am a recipient and a giver. I'm a listener and a speaker. I am honest in word and deed. I am committed to reason, not violence. I am a learner. Now and forever. I am a Blue Raider. I am a Blue Raider. I'm a Blue Raider. True Blue. Pass the tradition on. Pass the tradition on. Pass it on! Do you want the advantages of a major university with the Ivy League experience of an honors college? What you're looking for is right in front of you. Middle Tennessee State University's beautiful campus is home to over 140 majors taught in state-of-the-art facilities. Our undergraduates get hands-on experience, working alongside a highly respected and caring faculty. Take a closer look. Become True Blue. Don't underestimate me. Don't count me out. Don't limit my potential. Don't block my runway. We are Middle Tennessee State University. I exceed expectations. I work harder than the rest. I set the tone. I still serve with honor. I go the distance. I am True Blue. Welcome back to Out of the Blue. I'm Andrew Oppmann. MTSU students are literally unearthing an important chapter in Nashville history and American history. Professor Andrew Wyatt of our Department of Sociology and Anthropology is leading a student team that's conducting a dig at Fort Negley Park, which became the site of one of the first post-Civil War black neighborhoods in Nashville. Now, what's as stunning as the history itself is the fact that many of the professor's students aren't majors or minors in the discipline, and they've had no previous experience on these kind of digs. The professor is here to talk to us about this great student opportunity. Welcome to Out of the Blue. Thank you. I, I love this story because I love when we can say that MTSU students mm -hmm. get right in the middle of learning and they learn by doing. Talk to me about not only what they're unearthing, but uh, the folks that are helping them do this, which I understand are students who are mentoring students. Yeah, well, the, the story is this is for a class, an archaeology class. Uh, it's an introduction to archaeology class. We always do a project that involves some kind of archaeological uh, excavation or some kind of archaeological work, and we've done different projects in the past. Right when I was looking for something else to do, uh, I talked to Zeta Law, who's in um, geosciences, and she mentioned this area around Fort Negley 
that uh, was formerly a, a neighborhood, an African-American neighborhood, that she had said, oh, I've, I've been wanting to work there for a long time because she's involved with Fort Nagley. And I said, well, this would be, this would be perfect. Yeah. So d describe for me, if I've never been to one of these, tell me where they are and what they're doing. What does it look like? It's on... Fort Nagley, uh, which is, uh, it's a fort on top of a hill. So the, the neighborhood is on the north side of the hill. And at this point, there's really nothing that is visible on the surface other than some um, foundations which you can kind of see. Each group of students, either two or three or sometimes four, they uh, make a 50 by 50 centimeter square. Then they uh, dig in 10 centimeter levels. So they dig 10 centimeters, stop, uh, count the artifacts, um, catalog, and, and, and they describe the soil. They do all the stuff that everyone do, we do in an archaeological excavation. And then they start the second le uh, level, okay, another 10 centimeters. Okay. So that's, so that's what it looks like. And we have them, you know, scattered in different parts of the site, uh, depending upon what we can see on the surface or areas that look like there might be something interesting there. Walk our viewers through the historic nature of the site. You've mentioned the fort, you've mentioned the neighborhood. Tie the narrative together for them. Fort Nagley is uh, it's a Civil War era fort built on uh, what was St. Cloud Hill. So Tennessee was a Confederate state, but Nashville was occupied by the Union. This is a Union-built uh, fort right here. It's actually the largest inland fort uh, in, in, in from the Civil War era. In order to construct this fort, what they um, used was African-American labor. And these are, were individuals who had been enslaved from around the area. And since Nashville was now Union, they came to Nashville to escape slavery. Uh, of course, what ended up happening is uh, they were conscripted into labor. They uh, constructed uh, these camps on the side of the hill. They called them contraband camps. After the Civil War ended, these, this camp uh, became a permanent neighborhood. People stayed there and then they built houses. This area right here on the sides of St. Cloud Hill, on the sides of Fort Nagley, this was sort of the beginning of what is the Edge Hill neighborhood, which is a historic African-American neighborhood in Nashville. So over all of this time, mm -hmm. there really hadn't been a concerted archeological dig focusing just on that neighborhood? No. Wow. <laughs> I mean, what a great opportunity. It is, it is. It's phenomenal. And, and part of it is because there is some, what we would call, you know, African-American archeology. span but usually it is focused on the era of slavery. But there is essentially no work uh, that's been done in African-American communities or neighborhoods or sites post-emancipation, uh, during the Jim Crow era, uh, and certainly not in the civil rights era as well. Part of it may be because it's just maybe a little bit too recent for some people. Um, it also might not be as exciting, mm. uh, but I, c I can only guess. But the, the simple fact is, is that essentially no archeology span is working in this period of time. Give me a sense of um, what would be a great day? What, what are the things that you look for that go, man, this was, uh, this is what this happened. This was great. When people hear archaeology, think archaeology, they have this sort of sense of like, ooh, we go and find cool stuff, right? Like Indiana Jones finds that 
you know, gold statue. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you do find really cool things, but really in archaeology, it's not individual things that tell us what's going on. It's an accumulation mm -hmm. of evidence that we, you know, all kind of put together. Uh, and very often we don't know what we have found until much later. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, just, you know, real quick, we, we excavate, we take all the artifacts, we take them back to the lab over in Weiser Patton, and uh, we clean them and they sort them, you know, metal, glass, bottles, ceramics, etc. Then from that, we can start seeing um, what patterns are there. Mm -hmm, is there mm -hmm. something interesting that stands out? And I, so in terms of is there a great day or a great week, yeah, usually the weather is, 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 is what, what says that. Um, and, you know, and of course we have had some, uh, you know, times when we dug something and there was just nothing there. And that's, right. that's no fun. Right. However, even that tells us something which is okay, there was nothing there, which is information. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. So you've got a lot of students who take this class that may not be studying archaeology as a minor mm -hmm. or maybe pursuing another major outside of your department. Mm -hmm. But they take this course and they go like, wow, this is, this is what I want to do. Do you have folks that kind of discover this is their passion? Oh, I mean, we do. Every semester I get students who say this is, this is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I think we've gotten some people to, to shift over at least to get an uh, archaeology minor. And um, I think we might have even gotten a few people to change their major to anthropology. That's so, nice. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, and I think part of it is it's, it's a historic site, mm -hmm. right? And so it means something. People can relate to it. I mean, this is an important part of the history of Nashville, which is where at least, you know, the students are from this particular area. So it, it really means something to them, and they really relate to it, and it kind of gets them very excited. So, yeah, we have had students who have wanted to kind of shift their focus. Well, Andrew, this is great work. And uh, it's always wonderful to hear stories about how we're engaging students and making them see things they would have never seen before. Mm -hmm. Appreciate you coming on the show and talking about it. All right, thank you. And we'll be right back. Your MTSU Alumni Association has a goal of placing this pin on the lapel of all those who call this campus theirs. Let's pass that tradition on. Let's pass it on. Don't underestimate me. Don't count me out. Don't limit my potential. Don't block my runway. We are Middle Tennessee State University. I exceed expectations. I work harder than the rest. I set the tone. I still serve with honor. I go the distance. I am True Blue. I am True Blue as a member of this diverse community. I am a valuable contributor to its progress and its success. I am engaged in the life of this community. I am a recipient and a giver. I'm a listener and a speaker. I am honest in word and deed. I am committed to reason, not violence. I am a learner. Now and forever. I am a Blue Raider. I am a Blue Raider. I'm a Blue Raider. True Blue. Pass the tradition on. Pass the tradition on. Pass it on! Do you want the advantages of a major university with the Ivy League experience of an honors college? What you're looking for is right in front of you. 
Middle Tennessee State University's beautiful campus is home to over 140 majors taught in state-of-the-art facilities. Our undergraduates get hands-on experience, working alongside a highly respected and caring faculty. Take a closer look. Become True Blue. Don't underestimate me. Don't count me out. Don't limit my potential. Don't block my runway. We are Middle Tennessee State University. I exceed expectations. I work harder than the rest. I set the tone. I still serve with honor. I go the distance. I am True Blue. Welcome back to Out of the Blue. I'm Andrew Ottman. Nashville Fashion Week was created 10 years ago to underscore our area's creative, fashion-forward, and entrepreneurial talent. It is now a one-of-a-kind, five-day event that is uniquely Nashville, and it features local, regional, and national designers and industry professionals. It also raises money to support the next generation of fashion industry professionals with ties to Middle Tennessee. Here to tell us more are Marsha Masula and MTSU alumna, Connie Cathcart Richardson. Welcome to Out of the Blue. Thank you. Wow, so it's upon us, right? It is upon us. At the end of the month, give me the dates. Well, technically it starts March 31st through April 4th, but okay. we've sprinkled in some events ahead of time uh, as well that begin the, actually in about a week. Wow, so talk <laughs> to me about what is Nashville Fashion Week. Give me the elevator pitch. I'm, com sure. I'm coming, I'm brand new to town. What is this, Nashville Fashion Week? Well, Nashville Fashion Week is a community-run and led effort that has been, like you said, around for a decade now. Mm -hmm. um, and in addition to the runway shows, it really is a push to support the fashion industry. And what we mean by that is, usually around 75 plus events that are engaging and interactive that include anything for a call to commerce with Shop Nashville uh, to support our retail industry, uh, which we know is a big deal. It also includes learning labs, parties, fashion shows, um, and so many just other opportunities to celebrate, you know, a creative industry in Nashville that was really not recognized until about 10 years ago. It, what an amazing event. We've said it's the 10th year, a lot of economic impact. Can you talk a little bit about yeah, that? For over me? the last nine years, we have um, invested $1.3 million in the Nashville fashion community through wow. these events. And that's why we started Nashville Fashion Week. We were seeing young professional talent that nobody knew about. And we were like, how can we show them off? That's, you know, my, my loving name is Nashville Show Off Week because that's <laughs> what we do, whether it's designers or models or hair and makeup or MTSU. Um, we show off what our community's doing to an audience that wouldn't know otherwise. Well, you mentioned MTSU, and MTSU is really proud to be the educational partner of this event. Walk me through what our university does in that role and how, how we help you make this a, a success. We have worked with MTSU now for about five years. It started through our back of house initiative, which is where Marsha interviews the fashion department. Um, are they all seniors? 
they're generally juniors and seniors, and it's mm -hmm. kind of the cream of, cream of the crop yeah. from that class. And what back of house is, is a very coveted position to work behind the scenes for the runway shows. And so students get to dress, interact with designers, work with the models, and it is a full-time job. While it's coveted, it's work. It's mm -hmm. basically squeezing in, I would say, from my experience, about a six-month <laughs> six <-month laughs> internship yeah, in a way. into about you know seven to 10 days of mm -hmm. prep work and working very long hours. And, and it's been truly a remarkable experience with the students, but I would also say in addition to the back of house and the fashion program, our relationship with MTSU has grown dramatically. Um, you know, we work exclusively with you as far as our fashion talks event where you actually have your crew to live stream this, um, you know, very important topic, which is diversity and inclusion this year to the world and create beautiful content um, as well. And so we even found another way this year through our partnership with the Tennessee State Museum where five MTSU students are going to be working with us and the soon to be uh, released suffrage exhibit as well by creating pieces that are based off of archival um, things from the museum. So Wow, what an opportunity. You know, it's an incredible opportunity that's exclusive to MTSU. And tied into that important anniversary and Ten years ago, this started as, as a good idea. You've, you've got a Nashville story to tell, probably felt a little bit more local in its scope, but now it's, it's a national platform, right? I mean, aren't we reaching people and telling this at a, at a larger message, a larger scale? We definitely are. Um, the irony is, ten years ago when we started, we had to reach out to other cities to bring designers in. And one thing that I think we're both especially proud yeah. of this year is for the first time ever, 19 of our 21 designers are from Middle Tennessee. Wow. So that wow. is progress. And I think, too, what else is interesting is we kind of laugh about this now, but I would say the first five years, we had to make the pitch. Come to Nashville. This is why you need to come. It's a real fashion week. Mm -hmm. Trust us. Mm -hmm. Begging might be a good one. You word. know, <laughs> we were up at New York Fashion Week and we were being approached by, you know, other designers and brands that were like, how can I get to Nashville? What can I do? And it was a really interesting intersection to where we had to say no, because we, at the core, our mission was, Yes, it would be great to have you, but at the end of the day, our priority lies in Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee, and so they're going to get kind of the first right to show if they're deserving and if the talent is there. And so that's been really incredible. And it ties in with, if you want to share a little bit more about our Nashville Fashion Forward Fund. Yeah. We do all of this for a fund, an uh, endowed fund through the Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee called the Nashville Fashion Forward Fund. Every person in the fashion industry with three years of experience can apply for that grant each year and it's an experiential opportunity. It's not buy a sewing machine or whatever. Mm -hmm. Most mm -hmm. everyone has taken a trip, whether that's to source leather in Italy or whether that's to go shoot photography in Paris. Um, and we have funded that trip, which then helps them to grow and bring that back to Nashville and Middle Tennessee. Wow. So it's been, you know, for us, that is what we, I think, definitely take the most pride in, is watching our people succeed and awesome. giving them a platform to do that. You brought a poster, and I'm going to hold it up for the camera here. So uh, this is the 10th anniversary. You're acknowledging that great 10th anniversary. Yeah, and this is an interesting thing. Well, your Nashville fashion means something very personal to us. You know, we're typically, you think of fashion, you think of the tall, skinny young models and the glitz and the glamour, but these are the people that actually make Nashville F Fashion Week happen. These are our sponsors and our production people and hair and makeup and our creative director and you name it, these are the people that do the work. And we felt it was very important to give them that 
credit and honor for year 10 because it wouldn't happen without them. Absolutely. Yeah. Give me the dates again. Sure, it's March 31st through April the 4th, but we have other events leading up to that, and everything generally sells out, so. so NashvilleFashionWeek.com. Uh, that's, uh, you read my next question, NashvilleFashionWeek, Fashion all together, dot com. Dot com. Mm -hmm. So act quickly. Well, it, it, this is really an exciting thing. We are proud to be education partners on this great event. Thank you for coming on the show and sharing everything. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you for having us. And this does wrap up another edition of Out of the Blue. You can find more stories and videos about the campus 24 hours a day by visiting our website, mtsunews.com. And we invite you to follow MTSU on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for additional special content. I'm Andrew Ottman, and I hope you will always remain True Blue. Out of the Blue is broadcast on Murfreesboro Cable Channel 9, Monday through Sunday, 7 a.m. and 7.30 p.m. News Channel 5 Plus and MTSU student station, MT10. It's also available on other cable outlets in Middle Tennessee, so check your local listings. Out of the Blue is a production of MTSU's Division of Marketing and Communications and MTSU Audiovisual Services in the College of Education. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.